Hello, and welcome to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. If you're not driving, get your pens, pads, and devices, and get ready to journey through God's Word together for the next few minutes. And if you can't make notes right now, be sure to save, download, or bookmark the podcast to listen again later. Oh, and don't forget to follow. Now, without further ado, here's Vanessa. Hello, my friends. It's Vanessa Upkins. Welcome back to Bible Study. We are going to have a wonderful time studying today. So go ahead and grab all your things that you're going to be needing for study. Uh, We're in the book of Mark. The title is Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. Okay, let's go ahead and get started with prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this wonderful time together to study your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to pour into us and you're going to teach us and so that we may learn all about you being Lord of the Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get going here. We're in the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 23 through 28. I will be reading from the English Standard Version. And this is what it says. One Sabbath, he, meaning Jesus, was going through the grain fields. And as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on a Sabbath? In the last episode, the people wanted to know why Jesus' disciples were not fasting. They mentioned to Jesus that John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. Mark, our author, is telling us that the Pharisees are carefully watching everything that Jesus and his disciples are doing. They are trying to build a case against Jesus. So what do we know? So it's on a Sabbath day. Jesus and his disciples are going through the grain fields The disciples begin to pluck heads of grain and eat. The Pharisees ask Jesus this question. Why do your disciples do what is unlawful on a Sabbath? So we're going to focus on the Pharisees question. And then we're going to cover Jesus' response. The Sabbath is a Hebrew word called Shabbat, which means rest. The Sabbath is, according to the Old Testament, refers to God's day of rest. The Jewish Sabbath is observed throughout the year on the seventh day of the week, from Friday at sunset until Saturday at sunset. According to biblical traditions, it commemorates the seventh original day on which God rested after completing the creation. Let's go into a deep dive to see what the Mosaic law said about the Sabbath. When God established the covenant between himself and Israel in Exodus, God gave this commandment. This is what it says in Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 10. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor male or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigners residing in your towns. We can see here that no work is to be done by anyone, also including the animals, the foreigners, the servants. No work should be done. 
Over in Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12, it says, Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. There were also other miscellaneous laws, and we can find this over in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 24 and 25. Let's go ahead and go over there. There's a law that talks about the neighbor's grain, and this will better help us to understand the situation of why the Pharisees is asking this question. And also it will help us to understand Jesus's answer. This is what it says. If you go into your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall not put a sickle to your neighbor's standing grain. So you may be wondering like, what is this talking about? So this law right here really helped the people, the poor people that didn't have food. So there were all kinds of miscellaneous laws and this happened to be one of them. So what this meant is that you could go into a neighbor's cornfield, so to speak, and you could stand there and you could eat if you were hungry, but you couldn't take a sickle and start chopping down your neighbor's corn um, stalks and take it back to your home and eat. This would be considered stealing. So the disciples were actually, of course, the scene is that the disciples are standing there, they're eating um, from the grain and they pluck in the ears and they're eating and notice you they don't have a sickle or anything but this particular law right here tells us that the disciples were doing right they have not broken a law but the pharisees saw a problem with it being done on the sabbath let's go over to exodus chapter 31 and i'm going to read verses 12 through 17 to hear exactly what God said about the Sabbath. That is Exodus chapter 31, verse 12. And this is what it says. And the Lord said to Moses, you are to speak to the people of Israel and say, above all, you shall keep my Sabbath. For this is a sign between me and you throughout the generations that you may know that I, the Lord, sanctify you. You shall keep the Sabbath because it is holy for you. Everyone who profanes it, shall be put to death. Whoever does any work on it, that soul shall be cut off from among his people. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of solemn rest, holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. Therefore, the people of Israel shall keep the Sabbath, observing the Sabbath throughout all their generations for a covenant forever. It is a sign forever between me and the people of Israel for the six days the Lord made heaven and earth and on the seventh day he rested and was refreshed. Okay, that was a lot, but here's the key. If you look at verses 15 and 16, I'm going to read that again. Because this is the point that the Pharisees were making. Six days shall work be done, but on the seventh day is Sabbath of solemn rest. Holy to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day shall be put to death. So this is very, very, very serious because the Pharisees is trying to make a point that the disciples of Jesus is actually working. And see, they have added so many laws onto the Mosaic law. And 
The Pharisees wanted to make a point that these disciples were working, that they were breaking the law, that they were harvesting, and that they were doing food preparation, and and they were literally working on a Sabbath, which was unlawful. Now, how serious was breaking the Mosaic law? Oh my goodness, it was very, very, very serious. I want to read this story to you. It's found in Numbers chapter 15, verses 32 through 36. And you'll see exactly after listening to this story, how serious it was. This is what it says over in Numbers chapter 15, verse 32. While the Israelites were in the wilderness, a man was found gathering wood on a Sabbath day. Those who found him gathering the wood brought him to Moses and Aaron and the whole assembly. And they kept him in custody because it was not clear what should be done to him. Then the Lord says to Moses, the man must die. The whole assembly stoned him outside the camp. So the assembly took him outside the camp and stoned him to death as the Lord commanded Moses. So you see, this man was actually stoned to death because he was gathering wood on a Sabbath. So he was working. So the disciples were in blind and they were not unlawfully doing something on a Sabbath. And Jesus points this out in his response. Let's go over to verse 25 and let's see what Jesus' reply was. And he said to them, have you never read what David did when he was in need and was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abibathar, the high priest, and ate the bread of presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat, and also gave it to those who was with him. And he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for Sabbath, so the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So we see in Jesus's reply, he reminds the Pharisees what David did when he and his men was hungry by eating the bread of presence. The bread of presence is sometimes referred to as the show bread. Now this is when David was fleeing from King Saul. Now this can be found over in 1 Samuel chapter 21, 1 through 6. And so you can go back and read that story if you like to to read more about the consecrated bread and how he got it from the high priest Ahimelech. Even though it says Abibitar, this was um, Abibitar was Ahimelech's son. And so both of them was high priest. Notice that it says in the time of Abibitar. So during that time span when he was alive. And also, we, of course, we know when you read the story that his um, dad is the one who gave David the showbread. Then Jesus tells the Pharisees that the Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath. In other words, Jesus is saying that the Sabbath is a time for rest and it was made for man. It wasn't to burden man and put a weight on man. It was for a time period that man on the Sabbath day could enter into a restful period for the people to rest and to be able to enter into God's rest. And the Pharisees had added so many laws again, and these laws were a burden to people 
it didn't put people into a restful state because they were constantly wondering if they were breaking the law um, because they were watching and critiquing and, you know, other people, you know, all the Jews were following these laws. And so people are watching people to see if there's anyone breaking the law. And if so, they would bring them and report them. So this was clearly a burden to the people. And also the disciples' needs are more important than the traditional laws that the Pharisees had added to the Mosaic law. So in verse 28, Jesus ends by saying, so the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. So what is this saying? It is saying that the Son of Man, which is Jesus, Jesus is Lord, even of the Sabbath. So, which means Jesus has authority over it. He has power over it. He is in charge over it. Now, let's transition over to our takeaways. And I have a few of them that I want to to share with you today. So I hope you will write down the ones that you come up with, because this is how we learn and grow in his word. Just, you know, taking the, the lesson, the principles of what he's teaching, understanding how he taught to the people, how he taught to the Pharisees, how he really tried to make them understand that they had gotten off course with adding all of these laws to God's law and how it was a burden to the people. It wasn't helping the people. It was a burden to the people. My first takeaway is David was hungry. He ate the bread of presence from the temple and the disciples were hungry and they ate the ears of grain in the presence of Jesus. They both did it because they were hungry. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. They entered into God's provision to provide food for their bodies, which gave them rest from having to worry about food. When we need provision, we can enter into Jesus' rest, knowing that God will provide and meet our needs. Paul stated this in Philippians 4.19, and it says, This same God who take care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. My next point is Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, and he was the disciples' teacher, teaching them the ways of the kingdom of God, leading them in truth. He would have corrected his disciples if they were breaking the Mosaic law. Today, we have the Holy Spirit leading us in truth, not only teaching us the ways of the kingdom of God, but also reminding us of the word of God so that if we do get off on the wrong track in life, we can get back on track. We have help and this allows us to enter into Jesus's rest. Jesus tells the disciples in John chapter 14, verse 26, when he talks about leaving them, Jesus says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So we have a helper. My next takeaway is God wants love, not sacrifices. He wants us to know him and not just go through the sacrificial rituals. In Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, God says, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. 
I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. God wants our love. God wants our hearts. We should not be like the Pharisees. We should not pass judgment on others regarding their food that they eat, even the days that they worship. Paul tells us this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 16 through 17. It says, Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in question of food, drink, or in regard to the festival or the new moon or the Sabbath. Because Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath, we, the believers of Christ, have entered into his rest where we are free to worship in spirit and truth many times a day as much as we want. We don't have to wait for a certain day as God directed the Israelites before the coming of the Messiah. We can worship every day. Jesus is our Sabbath. We find rest in Jesus alone. We can enter into his rest when we accept him as Lord over our life. In Matthew chapter 11 and 28, it says, Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. In closing, we don't build a relationship with others through rules. We build a relationship through personal interaction. Jesus was up close and personal with his disciples, and he is up close and personable with us. God loves us. He not only wants to save us and give us eternal life that John 3.16 talks about, but also that we may rejoice over our new relationship with God the Father. In Romans chapter 5, verse 10 and 11, it says, for since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends with God. Oh, my friends, that was all of my takeaways. I hope you enjoyed it. And I just wished I could hear your takeaways. But we don't want to leave this Bible study without remembering our five study questions. I'm going to mention them really quickly here. Number one, what is God saying to me? Number two, is there anything that I need to correct in my life? If so, what? Number three, what area in my life do I desire to see change? Number four, how can I apply what I've learned today to my life? Number five, what is my plan and when will I start? Thank you so much for joining me for Bible study today. I look forward to seeing you on next week. Have a wonderful week and make sure you enter into God's rest. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the My Bible Life Podcast with your host, Vanessa Upkins. We pray you have been blessed by the word today. This weekly series was created to increase your faith, encourage you in your walk with Him, and to give you inspiration to continue moving forward with confidence toward fulfilling the work He has already begun in you. Since you're already here, we invite you to follow, share, download, and help us to reach more people to join in with us. Let's share the love and his word so that they too can be blessed by the My Bible Life Podcast, currently on Spotify, Audible, and Podbean.